today's a special day because pretty soon we're going to take the Holy Communion. Amen. And then in the course of the service, we will have the very first anointing service in International Prayer Resort Ministries. Amen. We're taking the communion, then I can share a brief message as to why the anointing service. Because as far as this vision is concerned, I know what God intended for us to use as tools to help build his body, the local assembly called International Prayer Resort Ministries. However, God drew my attention somewhere, I don't know whether it's July or August, that you need to take care of this percentage of the percentage number of people who also will never be able to relate with my word alone except through this avenue because I love them as well. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is the reason, but I'll say it in due course. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the month of salvation, let me begin. In life, in this world, you are either a saint or a sinner. Period. Tell you never in this life. This life. In this dark world of sin. In this dark world of sin. You are either a saint. You are either a saint or a sinner. Or a sinner. Period. Can you tell the neighbor period? Period. The world out there will not take it because some people have believed that, oh, so long as I am doing good works, so long as I'm helping the poor, I'm giving scholarships to people, I'm building schools, I'm reaching out to the sick and even go and pray for them. Or maybe not pray for them, but go and, and, and give them, you know, money for their hospital bills. Provide used clothing. Buy cars for those who need cars. If I'm doing good, then it means that I am also a saint. No. As far as biblical standard is concerned, it is those who are born again that the Bible calls the sanctified ones. The word saint means the sanctified ones. Hallelujah. Amen. Among those who are sanctified, the Bible uses that phrase, among those who are the saints. So, if you are born again, it means that the sin nature which we inherited through Adam has been washed away. That is the bottom line. Adam disobeyed God and inherited a nature called sin. Sin is the nature of the devil. And that nature is not countenance in the kingdom of God. Once you have that nature, God says, I don't need you in my kingdom. As a matter of fact, the very first person who got that nature called Lucifer, who became Satan, and his wanted angels, for them, there was no provision for the washing away of that nature because the law of God is that without the shedding of blood, there is no washing away of sins. So for them, their place, according to Matthew 25, verse 41, is the everlasting fire. And Bible says the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. But for those of us who have blood, God, in his wisdom, allowed his son, who knew no sin, to become our substitute because God made him to be sin for us 
He didn't become a sinner. Take note. He became sin. In other words, the very nature that we inherited in Adam, God heaped all that nature through the eternal spirit of God in the spirit of Jesus. So Jesus became sin when he hung on the cross. The Bible says, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree. When you look at that man on the tree, on the hill called Golgotha, that was sin. It's a symbol of sin. And he paid the ultimate price, died for everybody, all humankind, he died for everybody, and saved you and me legally, went to hell in my name and in your name, paid the price there, and when he had finished his work, Bible says he was justified in the spirit, and God raised him again. So he did this and put this on the account of everyone who believes. Once you believe, you are washed automatically. That makes you a saint. And once you confess that then he is my Lord, why do you have to confess him as your Lord? Because so long as the sin nature has not been washed away, you are under the lordship of Satan. Are you there? Anyone whose sin nature has not been washed away, you may not know it, you may not feel it, you may not even call yourself a sinner, but God sees you so because you are under the lordship of the one who first brought sin into God's universe. So the sin nature makes one under the lordship of Satan. So there are two laws in this world. Either the lordship of Christ or the lordship of Satan. There are a lot of people who are doing good out there but they don't know that they are under the lordship of Satan. And until you open your mouth and say, I confess that Jesus is my lord, you still remain under the lordship of Satan. And when you leave this earth by death or by any other means, you go where your lord is. That is the everlasting fire. Prepared not for any human being, but for the devil and his angels. So this morning, before anything is done, I'm just giving the opportunity. You may ask yourself, am I a sinner or am I a saint? And don't use maybe your misbehavior to disqualify yourself if you're born again. I'm not talking about misbehavior. Probably you are still struggling with the flesh. You are still struggling with the last of the eyes. You are still struggling with the pride of life. But that doesn't devalue you as a child of God. God can only call you carnal. But that's why we are having a very special service today. So that we can move from carnality to spirituality. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about the one who has never accepted that I am a sinner. Why? Because I have never believed the gospel and I've never confessed the lordship of Jesus. Therefore, I am a sinner. If you are here like that, before anything is done, I would want to give you that opportunity so that together, today we're going to have what we call the communion of saints. I hope you know that. The Apostles' Creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his holy son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead and ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick, that is the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Universal or the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Somebody say amen. It's the most powerful confession anybody can ever make in this life. I'm telling you. It's the most powerful. It's a summary and the totality of what 
our work with God is. And one of the beliefs is that I believe in the communion of saints. How many believe in the communion of saints? So we cannot have communion of saints and sinners together. It's not possible. It must be the communion of saints. Because communion means sharing together. If there is a sinner in the midst of the saints, what happens is that whatever he carries, we will share it together as well. That's why the Bible says, a little living, livingeth the whole lamp. A little yeast, if you put it in that flour of dough, it, it affects the whole dough. So a little sin affects all of us. So that is why most often they say when you are coming to the Lord's table, prepare yourself. If there is any bitterness, Bible says less, any root of bitterness springing up among you and thereby many be defiled. Take note, sin springing up in one person can defile all of us. Bitterness. Likewise, any other sin for that matter. That is why we are each other's keeper. Don't say, oh, I'm family, huh? It, it matters to you and me because when one member suffers, the whole body suffers. When one member is honored, the whole body rejoices. So, church is all about communion. Whenever we come together, we are communing. What you don't have, I may have. And what I don't have, you may have. And when we come together, through our fellowshipping with the Lord and with one another, there is always a sharing together. And Bible says, because many did not descend days, many are weak. And many, I'm talking about the Corinthian church. Paul said, for this cause, many are weak, many are sick, and many are even dead. Because they did not discern that whatever they did was actually affecting not just themselves, but the entire body. Say, I will live and not die. And every sickness is flushed out of my body. Every weakness is gone forever. Hallelujah. Can we discern the Lord's body? This is the body of Christ. Is there anybody here who says that I'm not a saint yet? Because I have never believed the gospel. I thought that it was just one of those rhetorics that you have been talking about there in deceiving people. But today I found myself in church and I believe that indeed if Jesus became sin for me and he died my death and went to hell in my name, then he saved me. Therefore I believe that he's my savior. And I confess that he's my Lord. Once you confess his lordship, you are translated from the lordship of Satan to the lordship of Christ. Bible says you are translated from the kingdom of darkness, the domain of darkness, into the domain of light. What a marvelous God we have. Is anybody here like that? So that we can have what we call the communion of saints. Not the communion of saints and sinners together. I'm just asking, in case you are here like that, don't feel shy. We can lead you to Christ. Then automatically you become a saint. The sanctified one. Then we can all feast together at the Lord's table. Anybody like that? Alright. See, I'm a saint. There's a song I'm hearing in the spirit. Mawadom Lomra Yesu Yesu Can we have the lost table?
l'Assemblée.